You are listening to 100 Wealth Building Secrets with James Marshall. James Marshall is a registered investment advisor and president of Marshall Wealth Management. His registered investment advisory firm is registered in Texas and Kentucky. For 30 years, he has been educating, advising, and managing wealth for diverse families all over the country. This podcast is about different concepts of wealth building, some financial, some emotional, physical, and yes, some spiritual. The bottom line is you will leave with some knowledge and knowledge is wealth. So whether you're walking, running, exercising, or having your choice of beverages, no judgments here. Clear, then open your mind and get ready for some life-changing financial lessons. It's your time. Here is your host, James Marshall. Welcome, Wealth Builders, to podcast number 43. Wake up knowing how much cash you have and go to bed knowing how much cash you have spent. You know, would you just jump in your car and start driving on your road trip across the country? I hope not. The wise person will check the oil and check the other fluids in the car, the brake fluids, uh, antifreeze they would check the tires and the brakes and they would make sure that they have a full tank of gas in other words make sure the car is ready for a road trip so we think that the best person to address this series of events or this topic of preparation in your auto is my very talented mechanic and owner of professional auto care Coralina all right, I'm here with Coralina of Professional Auto Care, my mechanic, and she's going to talk about why it's important to be prepared or to consider readiness when taking a across-the-road trip in your car. What do you think, Coralina? What, what should you do first? Absolutely. Preparedness is going to make sure you get there safely and your passengers are right there. Hopefully, safety. Safely. Taking your car to a certified mechanic would be the first thing I would recommend anyone to do. Taking the car in, having them look over the vehicle in regard to safety, repair, and maintenance. Looking at things that are not only going to be essential for you know around town driving, but whenever you're going on a long road trip, the mechanic is going to look at other things. What are some potential hazards depending on the age and mileage of your vehicle, what are things that need to be addressed, the location you are traveling to, all those things play a significant role when a mechanic, certified mechanic, is looking over your car. Uh, Such as climbing if you're moving from, driving from the north to the west or to the south and you may encounter some really hot temperatures, should that change how you prepare your car, what type of oil weight you should use, that type of thing? Well, certainly the engine cooling system is probably what I think can leave motorists stranded. Um, A lot of times doing quick city driving, city trips, we're not exposing our vehicle to long stretches of highway. And especially in an emergency situation, you don't want to be stuck in a small town where, depending on what kind of vehicle you have, the availability of parts becomes 
not hours, but if not days. So checking systems like that, or even checking your spare tire. A lot of people wouldn't think to check the tire pressure of their spare, but that would be pretty unfortunate. You get stuck on the side of the road, you call AAA, they're coming out to put the spare on for you, and it's flat. Yes, I've I've been there. (laughs) (laughs) Believe it or not. Not fun. Not fun at all. a lot of people forego driving their own car when they take these trips. They rent a car instead. What are your thoughts on that? I think being honest with the situation at hand is perfectly fine to go ahead and rent a car. Maybe you don't want to put the miles on your vehicle. Maybe you have a higher mileage car and you don't want to take any risks because the technician is going to do their best to look over the whole thing. But accidents happen. Things happen. Not everything can be prevented. So... Running a car, I don't. I advise that to certain clients who have brought in cars to me and they wanted to get it road trip ready, and it just needed a lot of work where I couldn't confidently say, even if we spend all these money on safety issues, you still have these other items that we've identified that still could potentially cause problems when you're making a 2,000 mile uh, road trip. Uh, me personally, I mean, I have a truck that has well over 200,000 miles. I feel fully confident of driving that thing to Alaska, but everyone is different. So it just kind of depends what your car care goals are. And if you're planning on getting rid of the car, maybe looking at buying a used car or a new car in a couple of years, why are we going to spend all this money for one road trip when you're going to be bringing it up to speed for the next person to enjoy? Okay. Well, thank you. That's some good information. Can you tell us a little bit more about uh, your company here, your, your shop? What do you guys do? Sure. So my family founded Professional Auto Care back in the early 80s. And my dad has since retired. He's not fully retired. He still comes in. I don't think I'll ever get my dad out of here. But now I run the day-to-day operations. And it's a real pleasure of just helping people solve their car problems, whether it's an immediate emergency or just teaching people how they can take care of their car long term. I started a blog. It's called maintenanceisamust.com. Uh, just different topics that come to me, road trips. I have a lot of things that you can do when you go on a road trip or how to kind of plan a road trip, things to be thinking about when buying a new car, things that people necessarily don't think about uh, as far as extended warranties. So I have a blog, maintenanceisamust.com. Feel free to check it out or you can check out our shop website, professionalautocare.com. Excellent. Thank you so much, Coraline. You know, actually, uh, extended warranties, that's a whole podcast in and of itself. Sure, so, I'm glad to come back. <laughs> so, so hopefully we'll be able to talk about that one day. Sure, absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank you. Excellent information, Coralina. Thank you. Hey, and thank you for keeping my old Range Rover running like a top all these years. I appreciate it. Now, all journeys require preparation and awareness, and your wealth building journey is no different. No matter how good or bad your financial situation is, you still have to face it and address it before you can correct it. Constant awareness of your finances is a very important step in the journey of building wealth. And we're going to talk about those steps after this break. People have worked hard their entire lives to save what they thought was enough for retirement. Now people are concerned that they might not have enough money to retire. So what can they do? It's really as simple as sitting down to discuss a strategy to determine how to proceed. You tell me what's important to you 
and I'll help build a plan to get you there. I'm James Marshall, and at Marshall Wealth Management, we've helped hundreds of clients just like you be better prepared for retirement. Call, click, or stop our offices today. You'll be glad you did. With today's technology, you have all of your financial information right in the palm of your hand. And you should take advantage of these apps that allow you to track your bank balances, your daily spending, and the value and performances of your investment accounts. Apps like Mint, PocketGuard, Honeydew, Yahoo Finance, and of course, most banks have their own app, which is very effective at allowing you to keep up with your spending. Now, here at Marshall Wealth Management, uh, we have a financial planning service that allows our users to access their entire financial plan and an, an overview of their financial position right in the palm of their hand. Uh, so technology has taken leaps and bounds towards providing convenience and access to information. And this is a great place to talk about our investment overview for today. Today we want to talk about money market accounts. Money market accounts are offered at traditional and online banks and at credit unions. And they have both advantages and disadvantages. When you compare them to other types of accounts, there's good and bad. The advantages include higher interest rates, insurance protection, and check writing and debt card privileges. Banks and credit unions generally require customers to deposit a certain amount into the money market account. Oftentimes you see it at $10,000. Now, if your account balance falls below a certain level, they may charge you a monthly fee to maintain that account. So keep that in mind. The money market account is not the account that you use for your daily cash flow. This is the account you use to manage your cash reserves or your emergency money. Now, money market deposit accounts provide federal insurance, which is the FDIC, uh, which actually insures each account up to $250,000 per depositor. Per bank. So in other words, if a depositor has other insurable accounts at the same bank, checking, savings, CDs, they all count towards that $250,000 insurance limit. So make sure you're aware of that. If you've got a million dollars at a bank and you have it in uh, five different banks, uh, you're still only insured for that maximum $250,000 per depositor. So if it's you and your spouse, then that's $500,000. So keep that in mind as you look at how you're going to spread your, your money across various banks, if you're going to do that. Now, these accounts are great for cash reserve management, and that's what they should be used for. You can also use short-term CDs, but we're talking about money market accounts today. I like them. Look into them. And make sure you shop for the best rates and the bank that has the most the, the best financial stability as well you know not being aware of your present financial position is like being in the woods with no idea how deep in the woods you are or which direction you need to walk to get out of the woods. the power is in the knowing now i've been in the woods i remember when i took my nieces 
on a hike in uh, Birmingham Forest in Louisville. And the trails just are not marked that well. And we kind of got off of the regular loop, the looping trail, and ended up on some other trail. And it was starting to get a little dark. I was getting kind of concerned. So my main focus was get to the... Oh, listen, I digress. I kind of got sidetracked. We survived. I'm still here. They're alive. So it's all good. But, but in any case, when you're in the woods, your biggest motivation is to get out of the woods. That's the key thing I'm trying to get across to you. So make it a habit to review your balances in the morning and to also look at your spending in the evening. Now, you want to dive deep into your finances on a monthly basis and meet with your financial advisor twice a year to make sure you're on track for your financial goals. If you do this consistently, even if you are in the woods or in trouble, you're going to be able to identify the problem quickly and get it solved quickly and get out of the woods. And this is a good time for our segment, If You Don't Know, Now You Know. Today's question comes from Janelle. Hey, Janelle, how you doing? Hello, James. I would like to know how I can pay off debt and also how can I build an emergency fund? Thanks for that question, Janelle. You know, paying off debt and building up cash reserves fit just right with this week's topic of financial awareness and readiness. The first thing you need to do when considering debt reduction and cash reserve strategies is to take an honest assessment of your financial position. List all your assets, your liabilities, your income, and your expenses, all of your expenses, not just the ones you want to write down on paper, all of them, good, bad, and ugly. Once you have determined what accounts are available and what balances you have in each of those accounts, you'll have a better understanding of what options you have in terms of paying down that debt. Then you want to categorize your debt by type, amount, and cost. And by cost, I mean interest. What interest are are the banks charging you for for that loan? The goal is to focus on reducing the non-deductible high interest rate debt first. And this is usually your credit card debt. Now you want to complete a detailed budget to determine if you have any money left after you've subtracted your expenses. Take your income, take out your expenses. This also includes your credit card payments. If you have money left over or what we call discretionary income, then these funds need to be evenly split with half going into savings and half being applied as an extra payment for your most expensive or costly debt. The thinking here is that if you don't start building some savings as soon as possible, you will have to use debt again when the next unexpected expense pops up. Because you don't know when the expense is going to come. And if you have not had time to build up cash, you're going to have to use that debt to deal with it. So... The key thing is to do it in tandem. Now, if you don't have any money left over after your expenses are taken from your income, then you need to review your spending for reduction opportunities. Try cutting your spending by 5% and then another 5%. It's in the process and you have to commit to the process. Just remember, Janelle, the most important thing is to take action and to take action now. And if you don't know, until next time, keep 
building wealth. Peace. You have been listening to 100 Wealth Building Secrets with James Marshall. Keep increasing your knowledge by going to marshallyourmoney.com and check out our educational videos, newsletters, and calculators. There you can also sign up for your free copy of his book, 100 Wealth Building Secrets. Like this podcast and follow it on podbean.com. You can also follow us on social media platforms, Facebook, Black Family Wealth, Twitter, James Marshall at Marshall Wealth, Instagram, Marshall Wealth, LinkedIn, James Marshall, and on YouTube, James Marshall Financial Educator. Email your questions or thoughts to james at marshallyourmoney.com. Thank you for listening. And remember, we build wealth one family at a time. You can. I teach you how to save. Don't waste your money, but bank your money. Don't spend your end. I teach you how to save. Your bank account will be spilling out with them dividends. So I teach you how to save. Rule number one: If it ain't making money, it ain't making sense.